0: TheChairShot.com Always use your head.
2: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the 5 Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags and flying solo today. I have just finished watching UFC 256. Uh, coming from the the Apex in Las Vegas. Um, Quickly run through these prelims. We started the the card with Chase Hooper picking up the third round submission against Peter Barrett. Then we uh, got into women's strawweight fight with Tisha Torres, uh, again, the first round knockout of Sam Hughes. Uh, Then into the men's featherweight, Gavin Tucker picking up the decision against Billy Quarantilo. Then into the lightweight division, we had Rafael Fiziev with the first round knockout of Renato Moicano. And then we closed the prelims with another featherweight uh, bout. This time it's uh, Cub Swanson with the uh, second round KO of Daniel Pineda. Going on to the main card and we opened with uh, the heavyweights. Uh, Junior Dos Santos taking on the Frenchman Cyril Gagne uh, first time in since his UFC debut against Fabrizio Badoom that Junior Dos Santos has been uh, such a, a massive, massive underdog and you could see why in this fight. Um, Cyril Gagne uh, very much that kind of moita uh, kicking game against a uh, against the junior dos santos uh boxing heavy uh, offense and the the kicking game absolutely won out uh junior dos santos was struggling to be able to to break into uh Cyril Gagne's... uh um in, in, into his uh, into his pocket, so he could He wasn't able to to land those kind of uh, combinations that he's he's generally known for. Uh, Cyril Gagne was uh, very clever in using uh, body kicks and kicks to the legs to keep uh, Dos Santos at bay, while still using his rangy uh, attacks to land uh, punches of him for himself. Uh, Dos Santos tried to uh, mix it up a little bit with kicks of his own. Uh, But wasn't able to kind of uh, score as much offense as Gagne did in that first round, so uh, it was. It seemed like a very. It was going to be a long day for Junior Dos Santos going into the second, and uh, Gagne uh, carried on with the with the kicks, uh, using them to great effect, uh, landing the body quite a few times. But this time, Dos Santos uh, tried to to break into that uh, into that guard of of uh to, of uh Cyril Gagné but was just it was just unable to to kind of break him down uh Gagné just carried on chopping the legs and you could see the 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 welt showing up on on uh, the 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 calves and the quads of Dos Santos um Gagné uh started to really uh kind of turn the gas up uh, landed uh a, a, a big elbow which uh which drops Dos Santos. Dos Santos uh, um uh, struggling to 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 regain his bearings. Gagné comes in, lands a few shots. Um there was a very almost controversial shot from Gagné with an elbow that landed uh on the it, what could have been uh, classed as back of the head, but it was actually at the side, like, on, on top of the ear, which was the, the shot that the referee uh, stopped the fight on. Uh, Dos Santos protesting uh, the, the finish, but uh, Cyril Gagné um, picked up a, a very big win. Uh, still unbeaten in his MMA career, still unbeaten in his UFC career, and congr- congratulations to Cyril Gagné. So then after that, we go into the middleweight division with uh, one of the stars of 2020, Kevin Holland, really in that kind of chase with uh, uh, Kamzat Chimiev to see who could fight the most amount of times in 2020. And it looks like Kevin Holland has won that with uh, with this fifth uh, fight. This uh, is probably his toughest fight to date with uh Jacare Souza the 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 legend that is uh, uh Ronaldo Jacare Souza and he absolutely demolished uh, Souza in in this fight um Holland has always kind of had a a big gob uh, really kind of like uh, likes to uh, rile his uh, opponents up with with his uh, with his mouth and um he he did a lot of that in this fight um we we start uh, quite brightly with uh with Holland trying to, uh get a few shots off uh but it was uh taken down by uh suzu who grabs a leg and was able to 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 take Holland down, to settle the triangle. Holland was able to scramble back to his feet, uh, but Souza, uh, as the the kind of stalker that he that he is in the Octagon, uh, was uh, was able to to keep hold of uh, of um, Kevin Holland and, and was looking to 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 get it back to the ground. Holland did well to to keep hold of the 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 potential of a guillotine. Um, and they, they, they both. Um, it was kind of a, a stalemate, and they both ended up separated. Um, Holland then drops down to to guard. Souza was landing shots from the from uh, the top, and Holland was uh, giving uh, Souza a lot of lip on or from the bottom, and telling him that he had a dream that, that he would be in this position. Uh, and then, as as Holland was trying to like push off to create some space and and kind of like get back to his feet, he landed a quick uh, a quick jab and was it totally rocked uh, Sousa. and Holland's um, heavy heavy hands. He just he knew that he had the the opportunity and while still led on his back. Uh, landed two or three more shots and, and it absolutely folded uh, Jack Ray backwards and the knockout came and it was just absolutely brutal. One minute 45 into the fight and yeah, it was a a, a quality fight and that's his fifth win, uh, making absolute history and really kind of cemented himself in, in, in the pack of that middleweight division. Um going on to the middle of the main card now and we had uh, the the female fight in Mackenzie Dern taking on Werner uh, Jandiroba and this was uh, yeah it was it, it was a ve- it was almost like a chess match in, in terms of uh, these two fighters both of these are uh, black belts in uh, Braz- Brazilian Jiu Jitsu but none of them at all wanted really to go to the ground they both wanted to kind of show each other that they're were able to uh, stand and bang with each other. Um, very uh, kind of back and forth first round with uh, Janderoba landing uh, the big rat right hands, but Mackenzie uh, Mackenzie Dern able to land shots to the body and shots to the head. Um, and and really kind of mixing up with the with the combinations and the flurries, uh, Janderoba uh, did really well with with some elbows on the inside uh, and kicks to the body. Um, it was very uh, hard to judge the first round, but uh, I, I think that uh, Mackenzie Dern did just enough to to kind of steal it for me. Going into the second round, and uh, Janderoba was able to uh, put on a little bit more pressure. Um, there was a there was a hint of an airpox uh which which really started to swell up and, and bleed off uh Mackenzie Dern onto uh, Jandaroba So Jander was really struggling with vision and you could see how uh, she was uh, having to uh, wipe it out a lot. Um but then we we were she was able to, to get a uh g- get uh Mackenzie Dern close to the fence and grab her and uh drops her, drops her down and, and was able to get into guard. Um she Jandera was able to land quite a lot of punches whilst Mackenzie Dern tried to work her uh the control uh um, but unfortunately she was just not able to to control the shots of Janderoba uh and uh, the 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 bell kind of saved uh, Mackenzie done uh, into the going into the second and going into the third um, with it probably level it was definitely this this would have been the the, the round that that sealed the fight for for evil woman um, I thought I thought that uh, gender rubber really started to pile the pressure on at the early early points of this round. Uh, landing uh, jab quite a lot of times but then Mackenzie Dern was able to land two really solid shots which uh, stunned Jandaroba and she was able to to shoot in and uh, get the action to the floor Um, gets uh, to the middle of the octagon uh, and uh, Jandaroba lets her stand up Um, then they just carried on uh, going punch for punch and kick for kick till the, the end of the the end of the round with uh, with Mackenzie Dern looking for 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 the opportunity to switch uh, switch up and and change levels and, and get the takedown uh not 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 exactly able to to do it um at the end of the fight but she was still able to get more shots off and and was able, was then um able to pick up the the unanimous decision. Uh, all three judges giving it exactly the same score of 29-28. Uh, a good victory for Mackenzie Dern, um, putting her now five and one in the UFC, and and really on the on the road to kind of making a name in, in that women's strawweight division. Oh, then let's go into uh, into the core main event: uh, El Kakui, Tony Ferguson, the former interim champion. Uh, Going up against Charles Oliveira now. This is a, a Tony Ferguson of coming off the off the defeat to Justin Gaethje, remember? Uh, and Charles Oliveira, who um, has very quietly and, and uh, quickly been making huge a huge stride since uh, moving back to lightweight after a dalliance down at flyweight. Uh, I think he's now seven and all since coming back up to to lightweight. And really, um, even though he's been in the UFC for now what eleven years. Uh, never, never really on the cusp of a title match, uh, but I think after this result uh, and the way he dominated this fight, um, I think he he could very well be on uh, on the radar for a lightweight uh, fight. He, I haven't seen Tony Ferguson dominated like this in in forever. um even Justin Gatchet didn't dominate uh, tony ferguson as much as charles Oliveira did uh Oliveira was was better on the feet he was uh he was absolutely superb on the ground uh was able to to basically take ferguson down at will and roll him up and and, and kind of really control him uh whilst on the ground really kind of tucking him in uh into some very tight um positions where Ferguson was just not able to be that wild, crazy fighter that that we know him for. Uh, coming up to the end of the first round after just being absolutely bullied on the floor, uh, Ferguson uh, got trapped in an armbar and it looked the most brutal armbar that I have seen in a long, long time. Uh, um, Olive, Charles Oliveira took the arm under his own armpit and you could see where the elbow it, it popped out, it, it very much popped out of its socket. It just, an, an elbow is not meant to bend in that direction and the 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 klaxon went and Tony was able to survive but you could see how in the second round that he wasn't throwing that left arm uh, as much and it, you could see how it really, really affected him. Again, uh, uh, Oliveira was able to to land some big shots in this early in the second, and was able to get uh, Ferguson down to the ground, and yet again was able to to really kind of bully uh, Ferguson on the floor. There was a, an up kick from Ferguson. Now uh, the the issue was it that it landed clean on on Oliveira's uh, uh, eye, but. Oliveira was actually classed as a downed opponent because his knee was uh, was on the floor. Uh, Mark Smith called for a, for a bit of a timeout, and we reset, uh, and Olivera again was able to just bully Ferguson whilst on the floor, really rolling him up in, into almost like a ball, uh, really kind of uh, limiting the, the chances of, of Ferguson to do any kind of offence. Uh, eventually he was able to, to get away, get out of the ball, but then Oliveira was able to just just to control him with our side control. Um we get to the end of the round with with both guys kind of like really taking the time to breathe whilst being on the on the floor uh third round and um with it potentially being uh a ten eight round in the first and a ten nine in the second. Ferguson needed something uh to happen in this third round and he just couldn't find anything to to kind of worry uh, Charles Oliveira, Ferguson. Uh he 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 had to be the wild kind of animal that we've seen him being and, and Charles Oliveira knew he had the the right kind of game plan. Was able to control Ferguson, picked him up and slammed him onto the floor. Was uh, just it just didn't give Ferguson a, a second of time to to kind of get any offense in. Oliveira uh, wanted to finish this far, and. Uh, we We see that uh, he transferred a a, a darts shot which was uh, unable to come off um Ferguson f- was able to to struggle his way to the cage and uh try and create a uh, a scramble to get to get back up uh but oliveira was was able to keep control of Ferguson was just um just able to um Make sure that Ferguson was just not not allowed to get those heavy heavy shots and and that that wild action out, and it was a a very well worked uh, victory for for uh, Charles Oliveira and really kind of cements him now as as a big name in that lightweight division and uh, especially with uh with the the picture at the top of that division looking a little bit. Um, Inconclusive with Habibou, and then uh, Gaethje versus po- uh, Poirier versus um, Conor McGregor coming up soon. Uh, it's it's the perfect time for for Charles Oliveira to to make this statement and really kind of uh, put his name in in the hat for for um, perhaps a, a title match in the in the very near future. So let's go into the the main event: Davidson Figueroa taking on Brandon Moreno for that uh, for that um, flyweight title. Um, these two guys, you've got to remember, were on the last uh, UFC number pay-per-view UFC 255 uh, three weeks ago. That these two guys uh, both fought. Uh, Davidson, Figueredo, uh, breaking uh, the record of, of for the quickest uh, turnaround ever of a champion to to be defending his title. I think the last person to do it was Matt Hughes against uh, BJ Penn and, and George St-Pierre. So, yeah, Figueredo has been an absolute monster this year. And, and this fight was, it was absolutely Everything that you could hope for. These two wanted to kill each other. Figurehead obviously has been so dominant in his uh, run at flyweight that um, we've barely had to see anyone... Um, hitting and we we haven't haven't had to see him uh, see if he's got a chin or if he's got cardio because he's just been able to quickly quickly dominate his opponents. While well, uh, Brandon Moreno was having none of that at all and was able to give uh, Figueroa pretty much. <laughs> Tip for tat exactly what he got the The problem with uh, Moreno was that he was always on the back foot, he was always the one kind of like uh, stepping away and we got uh, a Figueredo that we normally get where he's the stalker where he's the uh, almost like the, the Terminator where he just keeps coming forward looking for shots uh, Moreno tagged Figueredo uh, with so many good uh, hooks and shots really outstrike his opponent in in terms of volume but Figueredo was able to hit some big big shots and when uh he hit the jab you could see the the head of uh Brandon Moreno really like bounce back and um but but I have to I have to give it to Moreno for for such a young kid to come into this fight three weeks after uh, beating uh, Brandon Rival uh, to to give Figueiredo his best fight his hardest fight that he's he's had in the flyweight division uh, much much props to to Brandon Moreno over this over the space of the the five rounds. Um, Brandon Reno uh landed a, a hell of a lot of shots into uh Figueredo a couple of times that he, he had him rocked uh, a couple of times he he really had Moreno uh, Figueredo struggling uh, but Figueroa when he got his shots off he was able to really hurt uh Brandon Reno both guys with massive welts all over their faces at the end of the fight um in the third we got a bit of an issue where uh figueredo landed a a a shot to the cup of moreno and it absolutely sounded horrific uh he was coughing and spitting up moreno was coughing and spitting up blood uh jason herzog the referee doctor figueredo point and that point would end up being uh, quite significant, really, when we when we get to the final result. Uh, in the in the fourth round, it, it also looked like a that Moreno may have broken his arm. Um, he blocked a few uh, high kicks with with his with his arm, uh, with his left arm, and coming up towards the end of the round and going into the fifth round, you could see a massive kind of welt at the the edge of the 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 bone. And also where the, the muscle kind of like dinted in, uh, and every time he threw a shot with that left hand, you could see how much he was wincing, uh, and then also kind of like almost resetting the bone himself, while uh, whilst uh, whilst <laughs> whilst kind of um, setting up for an, for another shot. But again, that's just testament to how hard of a fighter he was, uh, how much of effort and how much heart he put into this fight. Uh, Unfortunately, it was to no avail because the judges gave it as a majority draw, which means that the the champion retains um, 47-47 for two judges and one judge gave it 48-46 but. I would absolutely be happy to uh to run this back uh because this was an amazing find. it's the second time that uh we've seen uh Figueiredo really be uh pushed and, uh, 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 if we remem- go back to last year when he took on um I think it was Benavides uh where we got the the last the last time he had a majority draw um and um, so th- th- there is kind of like weak points in in uh Figueroa's game plan but w- with this fight it's just uh, it's potentially a uh, fight of the year uh i would i would urge anyone listening to to go back and, and re-watch this fight because it was absolutely just end-to-end combat uh but figueredo comes out as the as uh and still the flyweight champion but i don't think it'll be very long before we see uh brandon moreno challenging for that title uh once again so let's uh quickly look to next week's card the last card of the year and uh yeah it's a it's not a bad card to be fair we've got a uh, uh, the likes of Anthony Pettis against Alex Morono. We've got uh, Michelle Pereira taking on Callen Williams. Uh, Gillian Robertson versus Tala Santos. Jose Aldo in the co-main event against Marlon Vera, And then uh, the main event of Jeff. Uh, hands of Steel. Neil taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So, uh, check in next week to uh, to find out what me and Carlos thought of that show. Uh, but anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at there Follow Carlos at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow the network at shooting the sports ish at the chair Shop media group and at visionaries global media. Uh, thank you all for listening. And that is the end.
0: The always use your head.